Thank you, Ree. This year, our theme is, uh, our, our, the vision we have is that everyone would have whole hearts and uh, so that we can be wholehearted. We can't be wholehearted unless our hearts are made whole. And that's God's whole purpose in, in relationship with us is he wants our hearts to be whole. And uh, he loves us and he will work with us because he knows that we, that we live in a broken world and we have brokenness within us. But what he can do is make us whole. That's his heart. And so in this beginning, um, our first uh, series after introducing our theme, we're thinking about the heart of God himself because his heart is whole. And we're thinking about different aspects of his heart that helps us to be able to trust him. If we know the heart of God, I mean, we're not going to give our heart to someone that we don't trust, are we? And so, therefore, it's important that we understand who God is and what his heart is so that we can trust him with our heart and then he will work in us to make our hearts whole. And so, the very first week, we spoke to us about God's heart of love, which was a really powerful message and challenging. If you haven't seen it, it's still online. Try and engage with that. And last week, uh, Graham spoke to us about God's heart of goodness. And uh, I guess a lot of these words can be interchanged. And even what I'm going to talk about today, there is, you know, it, it's all based on a heart of love and a heart of goodness. But uh, what I'm looking at today is the mercy heart of God. And I, as I was thinking about this, I was looking through some scriptures and I came across Psalm 103. And honestly, I felt all I need to do is stand up and read this psalm because this expresses it all. It's a beautiful psalm and I want you to engage with this psalm today. So whether you have a Bible, if you can open it, I'm, I'm using some different translations, but still open your Bible if you have it here. Or if you have a phone, open your phone. And I want us to engage with the text, the words of this psalm. And I really hope that you'll go home and look at it as well. Because it's not something that you can just get in 15 minutes here this morning. You're going to need to go away and let the Spirit of God speak these words into your spirit. Because when he does... It's he that will make, he will work in your heart to help you understand who he is and the mercy heart of God. It starts off with, um, before I start, I'm reading from, mainly from the Passion Translation this morning. For those who do have a phone, you can probably look that one up. But uh, for those who don't, please use the, the version you have. Because in um, several versions, it starts off with, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, who's ever heard a song that starts off with or has in it, Bless the Lord, O my soul? I'm sure many people have. It's actually been that, that phrase itself from Psalm 103 is part of many of the liturgies of Catholic Church, Anglican. Many of these liturgies have this phrase in it, Bless the Lord, O my soul, because it is directly connected to his mercy and what we need to realize is that God wants us. He wants our heart to connect with his mercy heart because when we do, that's when the change will come. So I'm starting from verse 1 with uh, the Passion Translation. With my whole heart, with my whole life and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the holy God. For someone to say they're going to give their whole heart their whole life, from their innermost being. That's the very core of who you are. 
to come and to bow in wonder and love before someone. There has, that has to be deeply impacting. What motivates someone to want to give their whole heart, their whole soul, their life and bow in wonder and love? Well, look at verse 2. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me? It's God's mercy that draws such a response. The miracles of kindness that he's done for you and for me. Think for a moment. What are some of the miracles of kindness that God has done for you? Just reflect for a moment and think. We need to let these words sink into our spirits. How can I forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me, God? God shows mercy. He does merciful acts. But it's more than just about that. The fact is God is mercy. God is mercy. That's who he is. You know when we say someone is, oh, he is generous or he is helpful or he is such a kind person. That's the sort of person they are. Well, the sort of person God is, is mercy. His person is not part mercy, like we sometimes might be, you know, you might say, oh, he's a really generous person. Are we generous every moment of every day? But God is all mercy every moment of every day. That's who he is. There's never a moment, not a moment, when you come to the Lord that he stops being merciful. It's hard for us to understand that because we are inconsistent. We want to be kind, we want to be generous, we want to be forgiving, but at times, because of our circumstances, because of people's responses, our, our attitudes are not always consistent, but God is always, hear that word, always merciful. And it's his mercy that holds back from us what we really deserve. God is everything mercy could ever hope to be. And he expresses his mercy through who he is and through the way that he blesses us with his provision. Look at verse 3. You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. The message version puts it this way. He forgives your sins, every one. He heals your diseases, every one. He redeems you from hell. He saves your life. He crowns you with love and mercy, a paradise crown. You know, when, yes, a paradise crown. He wraps you in goodness, beauty eternal. He renews your youth. You're always young in his presence. Why does he do it? Why does God provide forgiveness to us when we don't deserve it? Why does he heal us or rescue us? Why does he crown you with love and mercy and satisfy you and supercharge your life? Simply because his heart of mercy. He is merciful, right to the brim. 
in fact, overflowing. Mercy full. He cannot deny who he is. That's who he is, and he cannot deny it. He is mercy. That's why he is a God who makes things right. Isn't that a comfort, an assurance, to know that God makes things right? In Romans 8.28, he promises us he will work all things together for the good of those who love him. That's a promise. He keeps his promise. We've been singing this morning. He's a promise keeper. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. And that's what he said he will do. He makes things right, giving justice to the defenceless. So we see here that we've got God, who is mercy personified. We see that it is you know full, fully merciful not not be not inconsistent and then he provides for us everything that we need in every aspect of our being body soul and spirit and then his mercy is express, expressed through his patience lord you're so kind and tender hearted to those who don't deserve it i think that's me and you and so patient with people who fail you That's definitely me, possibly you. Your love is like a flooding river, overflowing. See, I said he's merciful and overflowing. Like a flooding river, overflowing its banks with kindness. This this is a paraphrase of the translation, but if you... They're trying to paint a picture here to help us to grasp what God's mercy is like. It's tender, it's kind, it's overflowing... You don't look at us only to find our faults just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You know, godly, God certainly has enough evidence to condemn me, to condemn you, but he refuses to do so. He has a right to be angry with us, but he forgoes that right. Patience is sometimes translated um, as long-suffering, which means taking a long time to boil. His anger takes a long time to be stirred. Aren't you glad that God is slow to anger? And when I think about how quickly I lose patience, I wonder how he manages it when I think about myself. How does he not despair when we turn our backs on him and do our own thing or, or put him in a corner and grab him out on Sundays or when we reject his offer of love? What holds him back from fully giving expression to his disappointment? I know it's hard. When I get disappointed, people tell me you can see it on my face. It's hard to hide it. What holds him back from that? He must be disappointed. What holds him back from frustration? His mercy heart. That's who he is. It enables him to remain patient even when we keep repeating and repeating and repeating the same mistake. That's his heart. If I say it over and over again this morning, it's because I just want us to remember it. His is a heart of mercy. If his mercy involves punishment, it's not what we deserve and it's not done out of an attitude of getting even. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Nor do you get even with us for what we've done. You think about 
people have wronged you, people have hurt you, how easy is it to just let it go and not try and get even or try and, and not hold it against people? It's hard. But God lets go of my sin over and over again. And he doesn't hold it against me. He lets it go. How else does he express his mercy toward us? It's his pardon. He pardons us. There are no two verses in the Bible that so clearly demonstrate what God does with our sin than these next two verses. So try and engage with them. Higher than the highest heavens. It's beyond what we can even conceive. That's how high your tender mercy heart extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset. That's how far you've removed our guilt from us. God is trying to say to us, get a picture of my heart for you. You can trust me. My heart is only mercy towards you. My heart is full of love, overflowing love for you. You try and picture the highest heavens and it's beyond that. If you think about, you know, your sin, God separates it so far that you can't even, you can't even remember it. Because forgiveness is the foundation <clears throat> of the character of God. God's heart is merciful and no matter what we've done, how much we've messed up or wasted our life, God says where sin abounds or where sin's on the increase, Mercy does much more abound. In other words, mercy increases at a greater rate than our sin. His mercy involves complete pardon, and that's how it's always been. Remember, Graham reminded us last week about the children of Israel who really deserved to be wiped out because of their rebellion in the wilderness. But look at Numbers 14, 18 to 19. I'll just keep this, interrupt the psalm for a moment. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving our sin and wrongdoing. This is talking about the children of Israel who completely, repeatedly, we know this story, for 40 years kept doing it, kept sinning, kept rebelling, kept coming back and doing it again and again. The Lord is long-suffering and abundant in mercy, forgiving our sin and wrongdoing. And then the prayer in verse 19 says, Pardon the sins of this people because of your magnificent steadfast love, just as you've forgiven them all the time from when we left Egypt until now. Now this prayer pleads for pardon for these people who've completely and repeatedly sinned and rebelled. On what basis do they plead for pardon? It's on the basis of the greatness of his mercy when you appeal to God, you appeal to his merciful character when you want pardon for your sin. It is God and who he is that can make that happen. So God's mercy not only encompasses his person, the fact that he provides for us in the way that he expresses it and through his patience, that he doesn't punish us as we should deserve, he provides a way out of that for us through Jesus so that we can be pardoned, 
But to add to this, his mercy is deeply empathetic because he has a deep feeling of pity toward us. The same way a loving father feels towards his children, verse 13. That's but a sample of your tender feelings toward us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. You know all about us inside and out. You are mindful that we're made from dust. God knows all about us. You all don't know all about me, but God does. And it's because of his mercy that he is able to understand our humanity. Now, for those of you who are parents, you know what it's like to see your children mess up and to, and to sort of have this deep sense of pity that they've got it wrong or that they're struggling to get it right. And we have this heart for them. We want them to get it right. We love them. We want that for them. And that verse 13 we're just looking at, God, when God looks at me, that's how he looks at me, with a heart of a loving father. His mercy is expressed in his deep pity for me because he, he understands, he's mindful that I'm made of dust. He understands that. And he looks down and he loves me and he says, I know all about it, Pam. I know what you're like. I know a lot more than you do. And I want the best for you. I have a plan for you. And my mercy is behind that plan. A plan, as Graham reminded us last Sunday, is a plan for good and not for evil, to give us a future and a hope. Talk about mercy. I muck up, I, re I wreck it all, I, m I mess up, God forgives me. I do it again and he forgives me. And in all of that he has this plan for my life that's expressed out of his deep heart of mercy that, that makes a way for me much better than what I could organise and, and so good because it's that plan that keeps me out of hell because of what Jesus did. Jesus died on the cross so that, that my sins could be forgiven so I had a way to, through a relationship with Jesus, I have a way to be able to be with God forever. I am so thankful, so thankful that his heart is full of mercy. Verse 15, our days are so few and our momentary beauty so swiftly fades away. Oh yeah, I know that too, Drew. Then all of a sudden we're gone, like grass clippings blown away in a gust of wind, taken away to our appointment with death, leaving nothing to show that we were here. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting towards those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep your gracious, every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. God's heavenly throne is eternal, secure, and strong, and his sovereignty rules the entire universe. What a reminder of the plan of God. In one sense, we're like the flowers of the field that are here today and gone tomorrow. So you may think, well, what significance do I have in God's you know, overall plan? The answer comes through really loud and clear in these verses. The mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting. 
God's merciful plan is eternal. The plan he has for us is not short term. It's not these few years here. It's much bigger than that. God's plan is a forever and ever plan. And when we receive Christ and he changes our heart, we become a part of that forever plan God has for you and for me. God's heart is merciful. I want you to remember that, merciful. So how can we respond to such a heart of mercy? Verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, all his messengers of power, for you are his mighty heroes who listen intently to the voice of his word to do it. Bless and praise the Lord, you mighty warriors, ministers who serve him well and fulfill his desires. I will bless and praise the Lord with my whole heart. Let all his works throughout the earth, wherever his dominion stretches, let everything bless the Lord. Our response is one of praise. You should praise him with your whole heart, as it said right at the beginning, because of his great mercy toward you. Think about it. When someone does something amazing for you, what do you do? You know, when you're overwhelmed by something that someone has done for you, you're there to say thank you and you want to express gratitude and you might buy gifts for them. You want them to know how grateful you are. You, you don't hold back on expressing that to them. Surely there could be nothing more amazing or wonderful than what Jesus did for us. So is our response as great towards him as towards people who do great things for us? Do we hold back our gratitude, our expression of gratitude to him? Do we hold back our praise? Because after all, what he's done for us, our whole heart should want to praise him. It should come from us because we are so grateful that God loves us that deeply, that his mercy is expressed to us completely, regardless of who we are. But, you know, I think also, as well as responding in praise, we need to respond in prayer. To cry out to God, who has a heart full of mercy, to help us. When we we cry out to God, when we pray, he helps us because he is our merciful high priest. Look at Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. I invite you to bow your heads. This morning, God is saying to you, I love you. I've done everything for you. My heart for you is full of mercy. What is your response to him? God, our Father, we thank you for that incredible psalm that expresses the completeness of who you are. We need you, Lord. We need you more than words can express. 
And this morning we come, God, and we want to take time just for a few minutes to let the truth of those words sink into our spirit. I pray, God, that for each of us that we can find great joy in the mercy that you have offered to us as we receive it and allow it to heal our hearts, to forgive our sins, to give us a future and a hope, to make us whole. We thank you, Lord, in your precious name. Amen.